Hey there, everybody, and welcome back to Six Feet Under. Today, we're recording a bonus feat for my Kickstarter campaign, because that's a thing I like to do now. Joining me today, we have, from the regular crew, Clove. Yes. And Riley. Awfully bold of you to call us regular. <laughs> I'd say you're both pretty regular to the Fellowship crew. Well, I guess my poops are completely oh, unpredictable, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> and we also have some special guests this time. Uh, some returning guests, Garbad and Lavendarg. Hello. Hi. And a new guest, Yao Dema. Mm -hmm. uh, well, you can oh. know me as Aubrey. Would you prefer Aubrey? Yes. Okay. Hello, Aubrey. Welcome to the crew. Hello. Glad to be here. Uh, and this episode is going to be a character creation episode for Inverse Fellowship. I gave everyone the option to use um, any playbook, but everyone picked Inverse Fellowship playbook, so that's fun. Who would like to go first? Oh man, Nobody. we would love to. <laughs> I'll do Nobody. it. I Let's can go. if no one else will. And that's our episode. Thank you for joining us. <laughs> I literally said I would do it. Let's go. Go All for right, it. Let's go. Garvad, what are you playing today? Uh, well, my playbook is an angel. Uh, my character's name is Boggart. And Boggart is a, a kind of a bulldog-sized quadruped amphibian with a little dangly light on his head like an anglerfish. So, you know, like, that's that's how I interpret angels, I guess. So I'm not sure right. what really you want me to say right here. Um, I don't know. Talk about the playbook a bit, the things you think they're cool about it. Okay, well, the thing about the angel is that uh, a lot of their stuff is surrounding holy command, which are power words. You can normally have up to three at a time, but you can use these power words to affect the world around you. So, example, uh, I think fast. Then you could, of course, use this power word to make someone run very quickly. But you could also probably use that to make someone stop eating. I don't yeah. know exactly how that would solve a threat, but it's still the same word, so you get to do fun things with it. Uh, I'm, I picked the... Uh, the incomprehensible one, which I believe is Messenger from Beyond. So I get yes. I get a bunch of power words, and some if I decide to do damage to myself, I can say multiple words at once, which I'm sure will just turn out well for everyone involved. Yeah, that's gonna go great. Thank uh, you. The other thing about the angels is that they can fly. They can fly. It's it's maybe less important than the fact that they get cool power words, but it's pretty important. Yeah, I can carry a person. I also took the move uh, Language Barrier, so all of my power words also have the tags Useful and Armor, and each word can be used in that way once. So I'm just, I just have so many words. By the way, I love that name for that power. Just, just so you know, that is a great move <laughs> name. <laughs> language Barrier, because you can use your words as armor? Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. All right. Who'd like to go next? Otherwise, I'll just start naming names and go down the list. Hey, Clove, how's things? How are things? I am playing Aurelia, who is a beast, and I will call myself out right away. And this is coming from, like, a couple-week-long binge of getting really into League of Legends. So I think I just kind of made Evelyn as, like, an ancient cuttlefish monster. Oh, no, you actually yeah. did it. <laughs> I did kind of do that. Um... So, I haven't actually, like, 
drawn this creature yet, but dark eyes, undefined body, unusual clothing, strange physiology. Uh, my agenda is predator. <laughs> uh, nature is aquatic, and like the beast playbook is basically you are an animal, and you make your moves based on being an animal. So like yeah. one of the core moves is you get a bunch of animal powers. <laughs> They get, like, extra stats that they can damage or use for bonuses. Yeah, so, like, cuttlefish, I have chromatophores, inkjet, and then some spicy toxins to administer as I please. And Delicious neurotoxins. Delicious neurotoxins. I don't actually know if cuttlefish toxin is the... The specific cuttlefish I'm using for reference is a flamboyant cuttlefish, for those of you. I almost named my character Feferi, and then I realized, wait, that's taken. Um... (laughs) Because that's what her name's from. It's from that species name. Uh, and the custom moves I took are on a mirror's edge, which is a grace move to just be cool. Parkour. Parkour. And shifter, meaning I can change forms at will between something that's pretty much mostly human to something that's a little less human to something that's literally just an octopus. Not an octopus. Cuttlefish. Cephalopod. Cuttlefish, yeah. yes. Do I go into anything else? I don't know. Um, I mean, anything else you want to. Sounds like you have a beast stalker, you're an ambush predator, you have primal magic rituals. I think that covers everything, really. Yeah, also, uh, I did intentionally leave chromatophores as that, so it covers a lot of bases of, like, camouflage, also minor hypnosis. (laughs) (laughs) We'll get there when we come to it. Yeah, we'll get to that when we get to that. Honestly, that's ideal. Um, the Beast is a really simplistic playbook compared to pretty much any one other one out there, but it's very powerful at what it does, I think. I do enjoy uh, how next. half of them are about, you don't start with food, but when you kill something, you get food. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's one of the things Ambush Predator does, is you just, you get meat by killing things. Yep. You eat the things you kill. Alright, Riley, do you want to tell us about Coda? Yes, well, I'll be playing the Lantern, which is your one of your the wiser playbooks, which uh, mostly because they have plus two wisdom. So I kind of decided, hey, how about I go in a different direction instead of being a wise person? So I made a cobalt named Coda. They are about four feet tall, and their uh their lantern light is named Alpha, and they are a spark from the creation of the world. You have oh, the big bang on your shoulder. I love FF14. <laughs> oh. So I took the, for my, what are the move, I took Wanderer. The lanterns wander the world, keeping whatever it is they wish to keep. And among the other forms of the light, I get light convenience, which is useful and just change into like ropes, blankets, tattoos. This is quite the list. <laughs> Yeah, it turns into useful things. Um, your little light can be whatever you need it to be. Yep, and then... Like a hookshot, or a sword. <laughs> Which is actually, I did take the hookshot for one of my moves. Yeah, I know, that's why I said that. Yeah. I'm looking at your character sheet. And actually, I did also took Soul's Blade, which allows the light form to take two forms at once, and then when it gets damaged, it can just take one form instead of just turning it into a basic lantern. So you can be bunch of blades covering the body. You can have laser beams. You can have some reactive armor. 
Otherwise, it's just a nice little lantern, and I really enjoyed the idea of a kobold carrying a giant lantern on their walking stick. That's what the lantern does. Alright. Uh, on the topic of fan favorites from Inverse World, such as the lantern, which was very setting-specific, the other very setting-specific playbook is the rain. Hey, Aubrey, you want to tell us about the rain? Alright, so... I have Solace that remembers the lost. Uh, any given rain has no real set form. They are inherently amorphous. It's, in fact, one of their abilities, which I'll get to later. Uh, Solace doesn't really have a set form, but tends to choose one that they think people like. It, think of how a puka looks, basically. Now imagine it's made out of water, so now you've got this sort of a rabbit person with these ears on the top that can be made taller or shorter, depending on mood. And uh, they tend to be about, say, five feet tall, six if you include those ears, but you can stretch higher or get shorter if you need to, because you're made out of water. So, this is just one way that you can make one of these. You can do them basically any way that you want to. I, if I recall, the Rain Lord from way, way back mm -hmm. was some kind of a, a floating uh, thing made out of ink. It was basically a big bowl. Uh Yeah, Nadia's um, Rain Lord that they made was a ink monster that shot nails. The jet-operated nail expulsion system Jones. <laughs> God. Nadia's great and has some of the best freaking Nadia leads. is great. We need to get her back into our campaigns at some point One of here. these days. But One yeah. of these days. Um, I focused stats on sense. One of the other things the rain is different about is you don't have a set to plus two. So, I picked Sense in part because Sense now enables um, not just observing things, but also making sure that you don't kill things when you're trying not to. Yes, one of the big second edition changes is that finish them uh, greatly varies based on what stat you're rolling. Um, you pick your stat based on what you want to do to them, instead of how you're finishing them. Mm -hmm. and, if... and Sense is the one for disabling your enemies. Yep. And conversely, I gave my blood as minus one, and uh, thankfully I have... Ah, not good at the murder. Thankfully I have an option for making it so that if something is trying to specifically kill me, I don't need to worry about the fact that normally that would not be a very good idea. Yes. So, the rain in this case is light, which means that when the rain happens around Solace, you end up with this beautiful rainbow of shimmering light around that means nothing can hide and all is revealed and I can use this in order to automatically get one of the look closely options. You're amorphous, that means you can't be held in place, but it doesn't mean that you're just invulnerable to weapons. Unless you take the other move, which you didn't. <laughs> yep. I didn't choose to in part because I thought that there were more interesting options, but also... Which is fair. But also, I'm not entirely certain how far that's going to take, and it might limit your options. Uh, the other thing that you automatically can do is Rainmaker. You start with three rain, and it's a resource that you can hold on to. You get one back any time that you fill your belly. Instead of having, like, spells that you would mark one at a time, you just can pick which one you want out of a list. It's an MP system, yeah. Yep. 
and you can spend one rain to fill the area around you with fog or rain, send someone flying away from you, or teleport yourself through water to any place else inside of that body of water. All pretty useful things, but fairly niche, as is to be expected. For customs, I picked Move Like Water, which means when I use Overcome, I can roll with plus Courage instead. Good thing, I've got a plus one in that. Uh, instead of minus one. And on a 10+, plus, you can just use a Rainmaker spell automatically without spending rain. So, nice thing to have. And the other one is Doomed Soul, which means now I have a sixth stat, Doom, at plus two. And when you finish them by revealing fate or using knowledge of folklore, you roll plus doom, but you also get spells, which work a little differently from Harbinger spells. You always just... Um, it's a weaker version of do not trifle with wizards, yeah. yeah. But in exchange, your doom stat doesn't have the trip on it that it does whenever you're playing as Harbinger. Yes. So it doesn't automatically damage another stat if someone damages Doom. Instead, you can sacrifice your Doom stat, damaging it, in order to cause damage to or destroy something. And I'm going to be flavoring these in a special way that I think is tied pretty closely to what I want Solace to be about. We'll see if that comes up. Yeah, I look forward to finding out together. You have no companion, so basically after that it's just the weapons that I have inside of myself. <laughs> the truth that I cannot be ignored, which allows me to talk to people who otherwise would be trying to, you know, not be talked to about things. Like, they just won't listen. You make it so that they can. And water, water cakes as food, because why not? I'm sure water cakes are delicious. These damn Pinterest They don't sound things. awful at all. They're just giant balls of agar-agar. Yes. <laughs> uh, and that brings us to Violet. Hello, and welcome to the show. I am playing as the Tinker. And I'm going to talk a little bit about the Tinker in the abstract. So, its main two deals are that it's got a battle suit. You get to have a cool suit of armor that you use as your own little weapon and also just to enhance your mobility. And, you know, if you start getting hit a little bit, you can start disabling those systems and, and taking a few lumps on there. You'll have to repair the battle suit later on, but, you know, it won't be you getting hit. That's cool. That's just a machine. And the other thing is jury rigging. If you don't have something, you can't make it. It probably won't work super great, but you'll have <laughs> something, and hopefully you won't horribly injure your companions by using it. Even on a success, it only does what you want, more or less. Look, jury rigging is an imprecise process. Listen, it's jury rigged. You know, you don't have time. You did this on the fly. Well, you're literally flying. <laughs> and I will be playing as the goblin tinker known as Inconsequential Verse, aka just Verse. Don't don't say the inconsequential part. She doesn't like that. <laughs> and I fell down a pretty deep aesthetic hole with this freaking character. So yeah, I'm reading your look right now, <laughs> and it's all over the dang place. <laughs> What's up? <laughs> so for her personal look, um, the base starting point was Esther Quek, but a goblin. So, 
She's about three foot tall, usually wearing platform heels, wears very brightly colored suits and gaudy golden rings. Her hair is this seafoam teal, styled into a pixie pompadour with a prominent side flip. And like all goblins, she has a, a vaguely humanoid form with light purple skin, a prominent beak-like nose, a pair of large pointed ears, and bright red eyes. And the battle suit, because obviously that has to be a little bit different, is Stanza EX! Because if you don't give it a name, what's even the point? Yeah, absolutely. And this uh, Stanza EX is ten foot tall, similar to a goblin in appearance, but made of metal. Also wearing some sweet platform heels, wearing a multicolored jacket and multicolored shorts, both blending kind of pastel pinks, purples, blues, and greens. So yes, it is basically a vaporwave roller derby, derby goblin mech. Because that th that's where I was going with that. That was my place. And it's got the same exact hairstyle as as Verse, except that it has multicolored rainbow feathers instead of actual hair, because it's a robot. And finally, for for my custom moves, I took a robot butler, which gave me Julian, who is my tiny robot butler, and is very helpful. He wears kind of black and gold regalia, and has a nice little crown because he's a tiny king. But most importantly, I took the good Tinker custom move called the Big Red Button. <laughs> when you slam your fist though. onto the Big Red Button, you eject from your battle suit and then it explodes. Mark all of its stats, damage everyone close to it, and tell us where your ejection launched you. Because if you don't have a machine that can explode, why do you even have a machine? And I expect uh, Verse is going to get up to a lot hijinks. Oh, Verse boy. is a poet, and her medium is machinery and reality. Beautiful. Uh, I'll be playing as the Horizon, which is an alternate overlord playbook, the first alternate overlord, uh, and it is based around exploring the world. So I'm going to be having all these nerds as explorers trying to check out a new place. Um, we're actually going to be testing out a set piece I've written for, uh, the book is going to be our episode, but we'll record that later. Today we only have time for this character creation. Yes. But one thing about the Horizon is that the Horizon has different moves based on what each explorer is looking for. I posted a list in the chat for everyone to look at. Uh, each hero will tell me what they are seeking. Either adventure, fame, fortune, freedom, justice, peace, progress, or virtue. And I can talk about any more, any of those more if you have questions. Um, but each of you is going to pick one of those things. And you're allowed to double up if two of you want to look for, or are here for adventure. That's fine. Well then, I'd like to steal adventure in the sense of doing new things, trying new things, just having a good old exciting time. Bit of a sensationalist. I chose... I go ahead. I am definitely going for fame. Y you've probably heard of verse, even if you don't remember, you might need to be reminded. Let me tell you, here's the nautograph. <laughs> you've heard of Star-Lord, right? I chose uh, Justice in part because it 
fits well with the agenda I picked and forgot to mention, which was emancipation. Seek the freedom of all living things, especially yourself. So. Alright. Here we have justice. Uh, I'm going with progress, not in the, uh... Not in, like, the scientific social sense, more in, like, the Darwinian sense. <laughs> Good. Um... Uh, to go back one second, you said Solace was seeking justice? Mm-hmm. Or was it freedom? Well, freedom would be doubling up on emancipation rather than working with okay. it. Uh, seeking justice means that you have someone you're looking for out here in the unexplored areas. Someone went running. You are trying to take them in or take them down. Hmm. Seeking freedom is the opposite. Someone has chased you out here. And you're trying to get away from them. Your rival! Okay. Yeah, they... Yeah, both of those give you a rival. I think justice probably fits better in this case. Uh, can I say... I, I think I told you earlier what it is that's the special thing with this particular type of rain. Uh, you mentioned it, but we haven't said it on recording. So... I chose that this type of rain is what happens when you have a body of water that's been next to a town for a good long time, like hundreds of years, and things have been good, and then the town just goes away. Maybe the people moved on, maybe the town was destroyed. And so the waters, or at least some of them, decide that they're going to move on too. So with justice meaning what you just said, I think Solace is trying to find who is responsible for destroying that town. My hometown was destroyed, but also I'm a pond. <laughs> yeah, well, your an classic lake. JRPG starting point. <laughs> well, an entire <laughs> lake in this case. But all right, and then seeking progress for Aurelia. Uh, normally, seeking progress is trying to find scientific advancement. So Darwinian advancement seems fine. You're trying to, I guess, find ultimate life form, sort of thing. Um, is that is that right? Or are you thinking of something else? Yes. Okay. And that's, I, I, am, that's... I am aware that I am taking your word and twisting it. And no, I'm that's sorry. fine. I'm just asking if that's exactly what you're looking that for. Is, that is exactly okay. what I'm looking for, but... Again, in the Darwinian sense. Yeah. Like, trying to find perfect animals, I guess. And then that brings us to Coda. What are you seeking? Ah, uh, well... It's a good thing I'm going last, because now I'm wondering if it's this right one. So, the backstory for uh, Alpha is that the Sparks, or actually I guess all the Lanterns in this case, are seeking to uh, basically progress the world. So I meant... Okay. So I would be doubling up on progress. Yeah, that's fine, if you want to double up on progress, because you're doing it a little differently than Aurelia is. Yeah. Yeah. One of you wants social progress, the other wants to find Shadow the Hedgehog. <laughs> <laughs> you said the ultimate life form, those are your words. <laughs> I did. Those were the words I used. Not Chloe, but... Alright. Or be Shadow the Hedgehog. Yes. Isn't that everyone's goal, though? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and now I'm gonna copy-paste some stuff over here. So, Seeking Adventure, so Bogger. Yes. I have the extra cut. I can drop hints and rumors of miraculous things to tempt you. Yeah. And unchain them. My agenda for you is to let you go where you please. I will not hold you back. Your job is to get into trouble. 
finally, my first character who gets into trouble. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure that's never happened before. I, I finally have a reason to exist. Let's do this. Alright. Um, for verse, seeking fame. I My extra cut is to reveal the unknown, show you things never seen before, show you the impossible. Oh, yes. My agenda is to recognize you, make sure people have heard of you, whether that's good or bad. Oh, I Every think session. I know what it usually is. <laughs> You're gonna go <laughs> Every to jail. session, we're just gonna go, hey, Violet, I remember you. Oh, man. Seeking progress. I have the extra cut to puzzle you. Catch your attention with strange things. Present paradoxes and impossibilities to figure out. Take advantage of the difference between their perceptions and reality. And that's for both Aurelia and Coda. Um, and then my agenda is to provide explanations. You guys want to understand the world, so I'm going to be here to offer you reasons for why the world works. It's all about the lore, baby. And then last, Solace is seeking justice, which I think I scrolled past. There I did. Alright, my extra cut for you is to show signs of your prey. You're hunting someone. Your prey has been here recently, and I get to tell you the proof of that. Show the damage they've done and the victims they've left behind. And my agenda is to wrong you. I'm here to hurt you. Oh. And insult you. And give you enemies to hunt. Oh shit, can I change mine? <laughs> yes, late. you can change oh, yours. I would like to be owned as possible. <laughs> uh, the opposite of that pair is seeking freedom. Um, which my extra cut there is to provoke paranoia. Show signs that someone's after you and out to get you. And my agenda is to hunt you. The world is after you and I can't let you forget it. Having a rival is dangerous. Oh, they're my rival. I must destroy them. But it makes the doom make even more sense for Solus's case, and yeah. Yeah. Both of these are really good for basically having situations in which the character is going to have a bad time. Yes. Um, are you fine with sticking to seeking justice, or do you want to change? I'm good with this. Alright. Then that is my goal as the horizon, or my goals as the horizon, which vary by character based on what they're looking for, which I think is pretty neat. Um, and then the rest of the horizon stuff uh, varies by location. They actually get a character sheet for every location they go to. So I will write one of those up in advance for next time and write up and finish writing up that set piece we'll use. But I don't have those ready right now, so that's why we're not playing right now. Please look forward to the Fellowship 2nd Edition Kickstarter, so you too can have all these cool playbooks and such uh, in a few months. Finger guns. <laughs> Any closing thoughts, everybody? Uh, oh, should we do Bonds? Oh yeah, that's important. <laughs> that might matter. <laughs> that's why we're, doing, that's why we're here! <laughs> Look, I'm good at this game I, that I wrote. I forget basic things all of the time. I've seen a few Fellowship games. I don't think bonds really come into them. Yeah, we need to like... <laughs> They're especially important in these one-shot type things, so we have established relationships. All five of us are just these loners that are sitting on the, in the corner of the inn glaring at each other. 
I mean, I've noticed... happened to meet, yeah. I did notice one bond, and I'm going to say it's already canon that Boggart's love for Aurelia cannot be measured. Yes, uh, I decided <laughs> since my... Uh, it, it was originally based on the incomprehensible, but this guy's not quite in the same morality scale as everyone else. I, I rolled a d6 to decide who was the most important person in his life. Oh my god. And congratulations! He chose the cuttlefish succubus. <laughs> and to be fair, now you've got a cuttlefish succubus with a tiny angler dog pet. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Just like ocean buddies. I mean, I feel like she's probably kind There's of fascinated with Boggart. There's a lot of water around this particular group. Very small water people. Yep. Yeah, our our group is all tiny except for Clove. Just like six feet tall, just like a bayonetta and a bunch of lalafell. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I'm fair, going... one of those lalafell gets into a ten foot tall robot. Yeah, I'm going to interpret that if Sola stands right next to uh, to Aurelia, you end up with two characters that look exactly the same height if you count the ears. <laughs> and those are the two tallest characters we have, except for the giant robot. Yeah. Um, yeah, I was going to say, Coda is probably the oorah, because... We... Now, some of you don't have pre-written bonds to work with, and I apologize for that, especially to Chloe. Uh, well, I'm going to return the favor to Boggart, at least. Is Boggart the ultimate life form? Yes. I must know how Boggart's body even functions. <laughs> <laughs> oh... Important knowledge. I want to show Boggart all the world has to offer. Alright. We <laughs> just want the best for Boggart. <laughs> this entire group Everyone is loves the goofy frog monster. Yeah. <laughs> the frog dog thing. I think this is like the least threatening thing anyone's done with the angel playbook also. We only are allowed to have five bonds with this stra strange amphibious flying thing, so we need to That's use all true. we can. Yeah, get them while you can. I've got a limited time offer. One of the angels, or the angel as a powerful playbook, has limits on, um, has drawbacks to go with their power, and the, one of the angels' drawbacks is, well, actually, pretty much the only one, is the, their arrogance. They can only have five bonds total with others and others can only have one bond with them so here's a question does that even apply to the squire's fast friends uh it the squire fast friends overrides as it always does okay um yeah for for pride the how it specifically works is boggart themselves can only have five bonds total written down um of everyone else can have bonds with Boggart, but only one each. So, okay. Kind of like the deal with Harbinger. Similar, yes, but Similar. with a different limiter. Right. Boggart could have three bonds with Aurelia if they really wanted, but that's over half of the bonds they're allowed to have, total. Oh, I thought they were only allowed to have one period. Others, others can have one bond with you. Oh, you can I have see. the regular maximum of three with somebody, but you can only have five total. Gotcha. So I was reading it backward. I can have five total, so one's going to go to Clove, one's going to go to Riley, and then I guess all of the rest will go to one of you two. 
and you guys just decide who is the most important person. Is it Verse or is it Solus? I think it's gonna be Solus. Just just throw Verse directly into the trash. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you throw me in the trash, and I'm just gonna build something out of that trash. It's gonna be real good trash. The way I'm handling things is I've got four bonds available, so I'm going to be spreading them between everybody else. So yeah, that's reasonable. I think, as strange as this may sound, Solus has a strange take on the world, so I see the beauty in Versus way of life. To be fair, giant rover, roller derby mech is very beautiful. It's listen, Fine, right? That mech is gorgeous. Also, I have a tiny king. Like, come on. Yeah. I need to figure out who's the most sensibly-minded person here. Hmm. The closest I can think of for Aurelia is Aurelia has seen the real me. Seen all of it. <laughs> <laughs> Did you get a live vivisection? Because we've done that before in this game. true. This, this is a recurring podcast. theme with my character. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> no, this, what is, this what has is, happened so many times. What is more likely in this case is... This time you're the evil scientist. You're yeah. in water. And Solus is water, and there are things that can be done with that. Mm-hmm. I'm feeling really uncomfortable. Am I old enough to play this game now? I'm not sure. I'm not sure I'm old enough. In all truth, there's entirely a possibility that this particular instance involved Aurelia ending up flying off the side of a, uh, a flying island, but, you know. Rocket propelled Aurelia. Mm-hmm. Not again. Uh, I mean, my mine, uh, one of my bond with inconsequential is gonna be um, just like technology is stupid. You should rely on your actual body. Okay, that's that's good. I'm gonna the bond I was thinking of. I'm gonna give to you, which is I can't even with Aurelia. Yeah. Just I can't even. Yeah. I can't what even. The fuck is, <laughs> what the fuck's going on there? I don't have bonds written, uh, so I'm just going with I can't even. I do like that dichotomy in the Inverse World playbooks, um, where half of them are very powerful individually, and the other half all have tons of gear and machines to protect themselves. Hmm. Who wishes to know the ways of the light? Hmm. I'm pretty adventurous. I was gonna say the angel, probably. Slap something on me. Let's do it. Alright. Morgart wishes to know the ways of the light. Kodo might not be a good teacher, but Alpha is a character in themselves as well. One bond, let's go with... I will keep Solace from falling to the darkness. And the uh, bond going in the other direction is I have found my family and their name is Kodo. Aww. This is a feel-good episode, everybody. Well, to, to go back on feel-good, uh, I'm, I'm putting one for Kodo that Kodo should be careful with that little light. The dark is there for a reason. <laughs> Oh, don't worry, that's why I got a shadow spell. <laughs> uh, yes, the light can be made to give, but the light can also take away. You can just suck right. it straight out of an environment. I think I'm going to go with the patronizing one of Coda's lantern is charmingly rustic. <laughs> Look at that little thing. You've got a, it's a little tin lantern. No, it's very nice. Good for you. You tried. Incredible. You want, you want me to put that in a machine? I can make a real good machine. If the little sprite could swear, they probably would. You could have picked the option that let it talk. That's true. You didn't. 
You took the one that lets it be a screwdriver. <laughs> That's a also sensible important. choice, actually. Just imagining the little sprite transforming into this weird floating symbol every once in a while, and if anyone asks what that means, Coda says, I won't tell you, it's very rude. Oh yeah, I still need a bond with purse and a bond with Boggart. Oh, I already did Boggart. How do you, how do you feel about our best friend? Oh, I'm looking at um versus sheet. It's easy to get lost on these pages. Actually, because Coda's bonds actually aren't on here. Oh, I should probably write those down. Yeah. It would help me, at least. I am easily distracted and forgetful. I think I'm going to add, I'll show Boggart something he's never seen before. I'll build you a good machine. I'm also in that stage of uh, like these games where I'm constantly scrolling up and down trying to remember characters' pronouns. Because <laughs> I... I'm just like been meeting all these people for the first time and I don't have like visual cues for them yet, so I'm just like, who are you? Um I wrote solid instead of solid. <laughs> it's the opposite of real. Hello, it's me, solid. You're made of water. No, I'm made of solids <laughs> like you. Hello! <laughs> Normal human walking through. I mean that is an option, but I didn't take it. Alright. So Solace is liquid, so obviously I'll make the arrival Solid Solid Snake trying to stop Grey Fox. Ah, it's another beast type. I'm gonna put down Aurelia saw me during my most vulnerable moment. <laughs> is Aurelia just fucking everybody? Is that the situation here? No. no. I have I have not determined like the horny level of Aurelia. Like, she is based on Evelyn Lingo Legends, but I don't think it's quite the same, like, literally a primal demon horny. Yeah. Yeah, like I said, like, the implication I was trying to give was not what that is. It was, um, Aurelia at some point has been engulfed inside of Solace and then thrown through a lake. Yes. It may have been for a good reason. It may have mm -hmm. been for a reason Aurelia did not consider good. Might have been for an amusing reason. Another character, another close character launched. <laughs> well, I, I would say that like part of her character is definitely defined by like that morbid curiosity and everything. So she's probably down for whatever. <laughs> when you're con you're basically a ancient species of eldritch abominations that are constantly trying to hone themselves into the perfect creature. Then. Minus the last half, we've got three of those now. Yeah. Four if you count Alpha. Right. Oh, I know Looking what my through. bond with Versus is going to be. Mm-hmm. I will show Versus that my lasers are better. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you... Mm, That's great. You are in for a time, honey. <laughs> uh, sounds like you two have a rivalry brewing. Excellent. Excellent, excellent. Just please neither of you crack the sky. Alright. There might be an island or two broken by the end of this. Do we have any idea what's above the sky? We don't, do we? No. It's it's all rock. The top of the sky is a ceiling. Yeah, what else would there be? Uh, more right. sky, I guess. See, that doesn't make any sense. <laughs> Where does rock all forever? At? I don't know. After a while, you th you'd think you would run out of rock, but maybe we don't. 
After that is stone, and then gravel. Yeah, you go for rock, and then you get the harder rock, and then you and, get the liquid get... rock, and then you get more hard rock. And then you get progressive rock. But up, up, but up, up. That's a good joke. <laughs> I didn't really process it. It just kind of. It just kind of flowed through you. Yeah, that happens a lot. Have your waitresses, folks. Alright. Um, so Garbad still has to write two more bonds. Do I? How to come up with Oh, you don't have to. You can, you can write up the four to start with. I think the angel only gets two? Yeah. Oh, do they? The oh, angel gets two. Right. They only start with two. No, that that was me forgetting. Mm. Everyone else gets four except powerful playbooks get two. Yeah, they don't have friends. Yeah. They're not as good at making friends. They're, I'm great at making friends. I'm so good that I don't just have to do this all the time like you guys. <laughs> I just do it once and I do it right. That's that's right. You got it. You got me. You got me there. You got it in what? I'm gonna go with Solus is poetry in motion. Verse admires Solus's ability to move as water. It's just so cool to look at. Yeah, I just realized that works really well with the roller derby aesthetic too, because when Solus doesn't care about just looking like normal, they skate. I like it. They just skate along the floor instead of bothering to walk. Yeah, you you understand poems. These other people, they don't understand poems. Alright. And now I think that actually does cover everything this time. I'm allowed to actually close us out here. Alright. Uh, anything you guys want to plug real quick to our guests? Uh, I do nothing I guess... interesting, so don't worry about it. Yeah. <laughs> everything I've got is up in the air, so I'll save it for now. Alright, sounds fair. I'm too busy. No, not to ask that. My position next at time. redacted, doing redacted. <laughs> if you like tabletop RPGs, why not consider purchasing the game Final Bid? Oh it's yeah, it's pretty good. I hear that is an excellent game. Or I still rem- oh, I can still feel my throat getting sore after that night. <laughs> uh, that was. It <laughs> was a lot of shouting. This is weird. <laughs> oh. Good times. Mm-hmm. Oh. I like how Clove just also showed up for that <laughs> game. You weren't even invited, I, you were just there. I was just saying hi, and then everyone just said, like, you can just stay, and I was like, okay. You know what, it's time for me to bring this up. Clove, I was listening that night, I was, I was mm-hmm. in the, uh, I was in the stream chat, Yeah. and you were throwing me off so freaking much, because you decided to have a, an incidental character named Yvette. Oh no. Uh, yeah. That's the same name as my admiral in uh, in a different fellowship game. Okay. <laughs> Who was a bird. Got it. Uh, and then I reminded you yeah. last night that Clove played a character named Aubrey in Breakfast Cult. Yes. Oh my yeah, that happened. <laughs> I forgot about it. Yeah, that was one of my first that was years ago at this point yeah oh man well i played a character named inconsequential verse horizon coda alpha and i've just been just this has been the worst <laughs> example of <laughs> all right and with that i think we're done with our character creation bit thanks for listening everybody uh i'll see you 
soon with the first episode. Good night, folks. Bye. Bye. Bye.